Hello, welcome to Fed Talks. I'm EJ Fish, and we're back. I had an episode off for vacation last week, and I know I said there was a chance I would record a vacation episode with a guest host, but we ended up not having time, and I will not reveal who that guest host was. It will remain a mystery, because eventually, eventually we'll get them on the show. I always say we. It makes it sound like I have. Ah. Uh, I just, I, the, the hints I gave you last, last time still apply. Uh, it is the, my number one choice for a guest. It is not Paul F. Tompkins and maybe it's a battle bot. That's unlikely, but I like to spice up the, uh, possibilities. So I went to Las Vegas for my vacation and I thought I'd talk about that just so I have a structure to this episode. My... TV and movie thoughts will probably wait till next week and get ready for a spicy hot take on Fast 9. F9. I'm sorry. I put too many letters in. Uh, but we'll deal with that next week. Except when it comes up later in the story. Look, there's a lot going on. Uh, the important thing is uh, I screwed up immediately. And, uh, okay, what you need is backstory is, uh, at some point during during lockdown, my dog ate my wallet. I mean, not ate it, just chewed it up real bad, and it looked sad. But I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't buying things. What do I need a wallet for? And it was fine. And then when I could see my friends again, we got together for Sunday night TV, and everybody made fun of my wallet. Bunch of bunch of one percenters buying all the wallets they want. And... Uh, I do think it's important to note that that was maybe the third wallet I've ever owned. I definitely owned it when I started working full time in the in the late 90s. Um, in fact, I'm fairly certain that before the wallet I had before that had a Velcro fastener and the wallet I had before that one had Spider-Man on it and I got it when I was eight. So I bought a new wallet and I transferred my stuff over but I had my current and expired driver's license in my old wallet, and they both had the same picture because I renewed online. I transferred the expired license to my new wallet, which meant I got to the airport, and I gave my ID to TSA, and I got flagged instantly. Uh, and it wasn't a huge deal like they could get me through with. I had to do some extra screening, and they took everything out of my carry-on and rubbed a stick on it which seemed more like they were doing a magic spell. Uh, also, I apologize if you hear a fan in the background. It is very hot. And also, my tummy hurts. I'm playing through pain to record this episode. But they managed, they let me on, and I thought, okay, well, that's fine. But the more I thought about it, the less likely it seemed that I would be able to repeat this trick in Las Vegas. I mean, just Michigan, sure. They'll let you on the plane without shoes. Um... So this is, a, this is a thing that's haunting me the first couple days. I'm just setting this up. But yeah, literally the first thing I did on my trip was screw up. Cool. Uh, the flight was, was uneventful, except at the very end, we were, we were so close to landing. Like, like I was bracing myself for that moment when the wheels hit the tarmac. And all of a sudden, we shot up in the sky uh, and just kept going. And I was watching that, that like, like 
flight tracker on my on the TV in the seat. And we went from like <laughs> like a double digit number of feet off the ground to 6000 very quickly. And you can also see where you are on the map and we were in California, which is not a huge you know, I mean, it's fair. Las Vegas is right there to tip there. It's close enough, but it it is concerning when you're in a different state than you were very recently. And they got on the, the thing and explained it was so hot they were worried about wind shear. And I don't know what wind shear is. I had always pictured it when the wind actually rips the wings off a plane, and that's probably not right. But in almost any case, it seems like wind shear is less dangerous when you're on the ground than you're in the air. But I am not a trained pilot. So, ah, uh, you know, I get in, everything's uneventful. I get to my hotel and I was not staying in Vegas proper, uh, partly to save money and partly to make it easier to hang out with my friend I was visiting, who I will not identify because I don't know. I, get, I always feel like I need to check with people who are on social media if I'm going to name them. And, and uh, fine. They, they, can, they can write in if they want to be identified. I don't know how that helps, given that the episode would already be recorded. The point is, I was going to visit my friend. And uh, due to some changes in work situation, that meant I was going to have uh, afternoons to myself, which is, which is kind of cool, and I sort of needed to decompress from uh, from you know a day of flying and jet lag and everything I was staying at a hotel it was it was it, it's mid-level it was fine I mean I mostly slept and showered there and they had a pool which was nice an indoor pool where I could swim like a little otter I went swimming almost every, almost every day it was great um, so on my, my first night there we went to the strip and saw some some new. Uh, I can't think of what it's. There's the promenade, the promenade at the link with a Q. Uh, it's a new hotel and they have this kind of this this promenade of neat little shops and so. And there's a giant Ferris wheel, and it was very fun. And we went to a nice Mexican restaurant in a casino, and uh, they got a picture of us. And I have a picture and I was debating posting it, in, it to Instagram. But the problem is that if you look at this picture, uh, my, my friend looks, looks, you know, look, looks beautiful. I look like I have kidnapped her. It's real bad. I look like some sort of menacing force. So uh, I will that picture will die with me. Um, uh, then when I was spending, you know, killing time in the afternoons, I, I went to like a big mall because it's fun to see weird regional stores. And I went to a sad casino that was outside Vegas and it was called the sundown. And it was only later that I realized, I think it's called that because they specifically cater to the elderly, uh, which is dark. But I started running into a problem where I was getting carded a lot. And nobody would accept my 
my expired driver's license, even though I am clearly 45 years old. I have gray in my beard. Uh, but it really was getting to be a problem. And I, I, so I, I traced back my steps and I realized I must have my old wallet with the correct driver's license was probably in my desk drawer at work. So I had to call somebody at work who I knew wouldn't make fun of me, the one person, and have them overnight my driver's license to my hotel. And uh, once I got it, never got carded again. Uh, I think it made the airport much easier, but nope. After getting turned away for drinks several times <laughs> on my initial arrival, never had every every time after that was, yes, you were clearly a, uh, an adult of, of drinking age. You're clearly two adults of drinking age, or an adult of twice drinking age. Look, almost all of it applies. Um, I'm suddenly drawing a blank. I had some... Uh, I don't need to tell you every every single beat of everything I did. This isn't a, this isn't a travelogue. Um, uh, but I had a very nice time. Uh, I really enjoyed myself. Uh, it was good to see my friend after not being able to see them for a year plus. Uh, we went to Fremont Street, which is sort of like... Uh, it's sort of like the the old strip. It's what they usually use in movies to show the Las Vegas strip, unless it's a movie made by a studio that owns a casino and they want to use that as the establishing shot. And it's kind of, I mean, it's, it's the stuff you've heard of. It's like Glitter Gulch and all this. It's, it's much seedier. Uh, but they have the, this, what they call the Fremont Street Experience, which is sort of this, I hate to say promenade again, but it sort of is. It's this sort of, sort of long strip of, of shops and bars. And there's this, this roof with like an LED display that's showing you cool things and people can zip line from one end to the other. And every single person who did it stopped before the end of the zip line and ended up looking ridiculous. So they look so cool for, you know, traveling the length of this place. And then at the end, they were just left hanging about nine feet from where they were supposed to dock, which was very funny. Um, and I was excited about going to Fremont Street because uh, it... I like to go to places that Tom Waits mentioned in songs, which is easily one of the coolest things about me. I'm sure we can agree. And uh, when I went to San Francisco a few years ago, like his first two albums were recorded. We lived in San Francisco and he mentions a ton of places that I was able to go to. And uh, Fremont Street, I think it might be the only Vegas location he mentions um, is uh, from the album Heart Attack and Vine, the song Mr. Siegel. He has the line he had to. I had to sell my ass on Fremont Street, so obviously I was expecting something uh, more seedy than than what we saw. But they have they have like designated spaces for street performers, and there is a loose definition of performer because one of several of them were people who were just sitting down cross legged and making things out of corn husks. Ah. Uh, there was a caricaturist who was working live that was really amazing. It wasn't even a caricaturist. He wasn't doing cartoony versions of people. He was like drawing portraits 
which is really impressive. But there was also a dude who was taking up one of the street performer circles and just holding up a sign that said, I'm here to look at butts. Which, man, we all are. We just don't have signs, you know? And one of the things that I've found, oh, we saw these people who were ostensibly a musical act, but they, and we watched them for a while, they spent the entire time just telling people to give them money and telling them that they're trying to do something positive and then making fun of the people who gave them money. And we never figured out what their actual act was. They had microphones and we heard music at one point, so they might have done some... I don't know. It was baffling, but they seemed to get a good audience, so maybe that's the key. Uh, there were also people who did marionettes, and there were two marionette men together, and one of them was much more skilled than the other. It was really putting some work into it, and the other guy was kind of lazy. And at one point, he would cover his puppet with a blanket when he wanted to to take a break, as if his puppet was uh, a parrot and it needed to be in the dark to sleep. Uh, and sometimes he was having more fun with a blanket than with his puppet, but the other guy was really good. And so many people who noticed it just like stopped and pointed with sheer glee in their eyes. Like they couldn't believe they were seeing a puppet in real life. And if I wanted people to like me, I should have learned how to do marionettes. I mean, comedy writing and podcasting all failed miserably in that regard. Uh, I wonder if it's too late for me to really get good at puppetry. It probably is. Uh, and that was, it was very, and somebody had a dog who looked like my dog, uh, brought them up and the puppet petted the dog and it was super cute. Uh, you know, that's just adorable. But the other thing you saw in a lot of the street performer circles was, uh, was, uh, like scantily clad ladies and you could take your picture with them, uh, or just take a picture of them. But presumably you had... I feel like that was a better grift back in the old days when not everybody had a camera on them all the time. Like, you really got to be vigilant to see somebody taking a picture of you. Uh, on the strip, there's a guy dressed like Black Panther, and I tried to take a picture of him, and uh, he spotted me and pointed, and it was it was frightening. And uh, so I stopped. Uh, but there were, and there were, you know, there were scantily clad ladies. Some were very scantily clad. Like, one lady was just wearing tape over her nipples and uh I don't know where to look I'll be honest with you there was this <laughs> there were a couple circles dedicated to ladies who were wearing skimpy cop uniforms and honestly if they'd been dudes I would have gotten my picture taken because that would have been an arrested development reference the hot cops well I guess it's 2021 and ladies can be hot cops too thanks Obama uh, <laughs> this was so funny and I've thought about it every day since it happened uh, for some reason the, the, the lady the scantily clad ladies were not trying to get me to take a picture with them they were all trying to, trying to get my friend to notice them uh, even though I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man and I look like somebody who would probably be psyched to stand next to a pretty lady in a picture Except when, as noted, it looks like I have kidnapped them. But they they treated me like everybody in every bar I've ever been to, including the bartenders, and just ignored me. But uh, So the hot cops tried to, tried to get my friend to get a picture. She just kept walking. You, you don't engage. You just don't. And one of them had, I guess, is this, 
it wasn't quite a billy club, but it was a, let's just call it a truncheon. Just a big old stick. Tried to whack my friend in the butt, and in a hilarious bit of physical comedy, she not only sidestepped, she sidestepped it in a way that was very funny, and then also said, nope, in a way that was so cutting that the hot cop lady probably had to go home and think about her life. And maybe she's a teacher now, after, after a week. Like, really turned things around. Uh, but it was hilarious. It was such a good, such a... Oh God, it was really funny. I wish I, I wish I had been recording that because it was such a perfect, a perfect sidestep and and delivery of nope. It was great. Um, so it was super fun. And uh, then then Saturday was going to be our big day to do do strip stuff, stuff stuff on the Vegas Strip. Not, never mind. And uh, unfortunately, my friend took ill, and it occurred to me today. For the, if that had happened at any other time in my life with almost anybody else, I would have assumed they were trying to, they were just trying to ditch me. And that didn't occur to it. It's only occurred to me now as I'm saying it in, in comparison to, to how I used to think in the past. I certainly am not saying that was the case now. It, it absolutely wasn't. It was genuinely sick. But the fact that that wasn't where my brain went either either means that at the tender age of 53 or however old I am now, I'm finally comfortable trusting somebody or alternatively, I have lost my edge and I'm about to get uh, I'm about to get taken in some sort of scam by, I don't know, teen selling magazines. Uh, I hope it's the first, but we'll we'll see. But uh, so you know, nothing you can do about it. Sick. Uh, get better. Don't hang out with me when you're sick. Uh, you know, for your, not like I'm not the one going, Ooh, gross. No, get better. Right. You know, it's Las Vegas. I'll find something to do. So one of the things I did was they have the Avengers experience at Treasure Island. And there's one in Chicago also. And it's kind of similar, but it's not all the same stuff. And it's it's just sort of a like a, a display of props and costumes from the movies, but there are also interactive elements. And uh, it's also presented those like a, a tour. Uh, it's like presented as you're in the world of the Avengers and you're touring their uh, uh, costumes and trophies and such, which which is fun and. I should note that I was the only single person there. It was all couples or families. And this was so aggressively uh, aimed at, at being an experience you do with another person that I think the sad middle-aged man was making everybody uncomfortable. Um, it meant I could not get a picture of me holding Captain America's shield because my arms weren't long enough. But a nice lady did take a picture of me failing to lift Thor's hammer. That was pretty rad. Um, if you follow me on social media, you have seen that picture. I'm proud of it. But the the uh, the way it's presented is like in-universe stuff makes it a little hard to tell like if something is an actual prop or if it's a replica. And I think they're all actual props. And they had some, they had, uh, you know, they had lots of costumes in there. Um, 
virtually something representing virtually every major character up to a point. Um, they had like the the vials of super soldier serum and uh, the cradle that brought vision to life. But then there was stuff like there were Iron Man suits of Iron Man armor that were clearly made of fiberglass. And but those might have still been props because it's not like Robert Downey Jr. actually puts on armor like there isn't an Iron Man costume that exists in the real world. And those might have been what they used in the background when he goes in like his hall of armors. I, I couldn't tell. I, some of them at least looked uh, looked detailed enough. They were probably in like, like the Iron Man three hall of armors scene. Um, and one thing that was interesting about it is, it only it's mostly the exhibits stop after Ant Man, in terms of release order of movies. Uh, so there's no there's no Spider Man there's no Doctor Strange. Uh, there's no Guardians of the Galaxy even though that had come out before then but the Avengers wouldn't have it's like you it's like the exhibit was set up in 2015. Uh, and I sort of understand I think they'll like that I think that was the end of what they call Phase Two so there's probably going to be another exhibit somewhere else with later stuff. But in terms of presenting it as an as an in universe thing. Uh, I think it's it's a more easier and more fun thing to have it set in the world where Iron Man is still alive and Captain America is not a very old man. And, uh, you know, I think just for clarity of, of the storytelling they're doing there, they had to set it at a very particular time. Uh, there were a couple of exceptions. They had a Black Panther helmet. Uh, they had one of Thor's costumes from Ragnarok, which was is one of my favorites, and that was awesome. Uh, and there's a brief mention of Thanos in a, in a reflex test. Uh, I did everything, guys. I really paid attention. I sat on Captain America's motorcycle, even though there was nobody to take a picture of me doing it. I bet I looked cool. Uh, and then at the end, you do a, a uh, like they give you these, these little burner phones with an app on them that you use to play a, play a real simple video game that's projected on the, on the wall. And you and a group of seven or eight people all fight Ultron. And we beat him. I suspect everybody beats him, but it was still exciting. Um, I also got a picture of myself with standing next to the Ant-Man suit. And since he has a full face helmet, I could be standing next to Ant-Man. And that would mean we're best friends. Uh, so I am, I am obviously excited about that. And again, you can see that picture of me on, on the old social medias. Uh, I look very cool with my new best friend, Ant-Man. Um, so that's a hearty recommendation for the Avengers, Avengers station. Uh, then after I did some other, I played some virtual reality, which is something I, Oh, <laughs> earlier in the week, I wanted to, that's something I wanted to do was do so play some virtual reality games. I know there were some arcades around Vegas and I went to this place. Uh, I got a incorrect information from the internet, but it turned out to be, very fun it was a it's like it was like an old retro gaming thing and the the legality of their setup was pretty dubious like they had a couch where you could just sit in with a big screen tv and they had this device that play where you could access pretty much any nintendo game boy sega genesis turbo graphics super nintendo you know like uh 
that whole era of gaming. You know, Halo and such. And uh, uh, what do you call it? They had they had some cabinets with fighting games. And I did that, and that was very fun. But then I needed a, a lift to pick me up. And this thing was in a real seedy strip mall. And uh, every other store in the strip mall was just named what it is. Like, they didn't have business names. They just had a sign saying what they are. So it was in a, in a strip mall with tattoo and braids and massage. In fact, it shared a wall with a massage parlor that I suspect was not operating on the up and up. And then I got real nervous about getting a lift to pick me up there because they would think I was a pervert and I was just pretending to come from the arcade while I was actually coming from the massage parlor. And which is sort of ridiculous, but then I start thinking like, what if I get a lady driver and she's going to think I like, think I'm a sex creep and she'll be uncomfortable. So I walked a ways to just find another place that I could use as my location. And guys, I think that street is called Thompson Avenue. It is the massage parlor district. I had to go about a mile and a half before I got to a Sherwin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> where I, which I could use for pickup because, uh, you know, obviously I was just a guy who went to a paint store and looked around and then needed to ride back sans paint. Um, and then I got a lady driver and I bet she appreciated being not being an obvious sex creep. Uh, that's the end of my flashback. Uh, I did get to play a virtual reality game and I was very good at shooting zombies. Um, then I decided I wanted to really like one of those comedically big margaritas that you see. And I had a giant margarita. Like I actually drank it. Like at some point it went from being comedic to being, oh, this guy's drinking a lot of margarita. And then I'm like, oh, I got a whole day to kill. I'm by myself. What the heck? I had a second one. And then this is embarrassing. I left there. I'm like, oh, I better not drink anymore. That was a lot. And then uh, I, I passed this place where, like, uh, the Scottish-themed restaurant where, where pretty ladies in kilts yell at you to come in. And then I started thinking, ah, maybe I'll just have dinner now. That'll, that'll sop up the, the uh, 64 ounces of margarita in me. And I did get some really good fish tacos. But also... I got what essentially was their take out of Long Island iced tea. And then I had a couple of those because it was so hot and I was thirsty. And at some point, that's when I started texting people going, I am the drunkest I've ever been. I don't know what to do. I was lost. Like, I, I'm like, this might be where I die. Uh, and then I decided I needed to sober up. So I went to a magic show because I love magic. And then... I'll admit this to you because we're all friends here. I went to a burlesque show. Uh, when I was in Vegas about 10 years ago, I went to one and it was actually super fun. And really, uh, like there's a lot of talent into it. So I figured, what the heck? It was one of the cheaper tickets I could get. Uh, and you know what? Kind of amazing. There's this lady who did, did silks, which is like, there's like 
bolts of silk hanging from the ceiling and then she climbs them and wraps herself in them and does tricks and then like wraps herself in such a way that she just lets go and she starts falling to earth and it catches her at the last second it's amazing and there's also magic there like it was actually it was it was it was like a good show uh i stand by my purchase i enjoyed it uh oh and then when i was trying to get picked up and guys Rideshare is not great right now. Uh, the pandemic and probably uh, people needing actual money has sort of really cut down on the number of drivers and also made these trips extremely expensive. Uh, but I was sort of trying to get to a place because I'm really nervous about using, like uh, trying to get an Uber at a casino because there are so many doors and I'm afraid I'll pick the wrong one. So it's a lot of me walking to an easily identifiable location. And while I was doing that, uh, and I was, I was waiting for my pickup, a, a middle-aged lady walked past me who was wearing only her panties. She was just walking down the street, topless, holding her shirt in her hand. And clearly she's on her own journey but i also didn't want this to be one of those situations where she was like addled and something had happened to her and you hear about it in the news they go why didn't anyone help so i kind of flagged her down and i asked if you uh asked if she needed help and she looked at me like i was the biggest idiot in the world and said no i'm fine and so i didn't press it any further uh that was that was unexpected Ah, so all those, it was a great trip. Like I had a good time. Uh, I went to Del Taco for the first time, which is so much better than Taco Bell. I can't even believe it. Uh, you know, it was really good to see my friend who is awesome and who will be on this show one day. Uh, just, just a delight. We watched Loki together. Uh, uh, you know. 14-year-old EJ would have been flabbergasted that not only was there a Loki show on television, but he would watch one with a woman one day. And she would have a better uh, uh, guess for the next episode than his. It turned out not to be right, but I think it'll come back before the end of the season because it was a real good guess. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, because I think it, I think it'll be part of the finale and I don't want to spoil anything, but she came up with a real good idea. Man, how cool is that alligator Loki? That's a different thing, but uh, maybe we'll talk about Loki next week. I don't want to get into Loki now. Uh, and, you know, great trip. Fantastic. First time I've been more than 10 miles from my house in in 15 months. Uh, tremendous. Had a, had a great time. Then it's time to go back. You know, first off, back to my dumb life. Great. Uh, but more importantly... Uh, the flight from Vegas to Chicago was fine. Uh, I sprang for extra leg room. I'm I'm not ashamed to admit it. Uh, I went all I I flexed. Uh, very comfortable flight, no problems. Get to Chicago and I already had a long layover, and I'm kind of a fan of long layovers because I hate it when it's a situation where if your flight is 20 minutes late, you are going to miss your connecting flight. Uh, and this, due to rescheduling, and it's American Airlines who had been in the news that week for canceling so many flights. Uh, while I was on the plane 
from Vegas to Chicago. Uh, I had been getting text messages that I couldn't see till I landed, which had pushed my flight back twice in that time. So my layover was now four hours. Uh, it then expanded to seven after a couple of additional changes. And then they just straight up canceled my flight. And Chicago is not that far from where I live, but also I still had to get there. And I could not get a rental car because so many flights were canceled. So I had to, uh, they looked for another flight for me and uh, they, the lady was, I mean, this was the 27th. The woman said, oh, we got something on the 28th. I'll get you on that. And uh, uh, cool, but when she tried to print the boarding pass, she couldn't. And I had to spend a long time on that. Uh, it was July 28th that she had booked for me. And the earliest flight from Chicago to Grand Rapids was, this was Sunday night. The next flight was Wednesday morning. And they had worked out this complicated thing where they're going to fly me to Minneapolis and then to Grand Rapids. And I didn't trust them to get two flights in the air uh, after they couldn't get one in. Uh, so I was on standby. And, you know, anybody who's seen The Amazing Race knows how fraught that is. And I got the last seat on standby from a flight that was about an hour late. And it was a little tiny miracle that I got on this very small plane in an uncomfortable seat next to a lady who had her enough American flag stuff on that you know she was a Trumper. Oh, there's a whole Trump family on the plane from, from Vegas to Chicago. Like, you, you know, they're wearing their masks around their chins and just being a-holes. Just looking for loopholes. They suck. Uh, let me tell you, I had United. They are on it with mask nonsense. You wear your mask. They are going to call you out instantly. American Airlines just are like, we're going to get canceled anyway. It doesn't matter. Just as long as we can see a mask, it's fine. Uh, when I got it, I got home. It was a miracle. Uh, the dogs missed me. Uh, it was a great trip. I wish something had happened at the end that was tied it all together so I had a punchline to it, but instead you just had me rambling about things I did. Oh, I did have to show my ID to so many people. It turned out, like, in the airport that day that it turned out to be a very good idea that I had gotten my, my driver's license overnighted because I would not, they would not have let me on standby with my license that expired a year ago. Uh, so I guess we learned a valuable lesson. I don't know, man. It was great. I'm going to go out there again. I like Vegas. I like my friend. Why wouldn't I go out there again? That'll be what I do for vacation now. Screw it every place else. Um, hey, I've gone over and I actually had something to talk about. So that feels kind of like a bonus. Uh... I'll just jump in real quick for a word from our sponsor, who is, of course, teasedbysummer.com. Uh, they're great. I mean, one would think I'm running out of things to say. But, and, you know, this has been however many episodes of, of saying it, but there's so much good stuff on that site. It's, it's terrific. Uh, I am just in love with the new, the new mugs and the water bottle. Uh, in fact, the, the, I have those on my desk at work. And when I got back, back to the office for the first time in more than a week, 
I saw that water bottle that says the water doesn't stink. It's regular water. And I giggled because it's it's funny and it's it's really well done. And the design sort of makes it look like it might be like it might be something inspirational. And instead, it's a goofy joke. And it makes me even though I know what is written on my water bottle, it makes me laugh. Uh, the mugs are great. Uh, I was wearing so I was wearing some some tees by summer shirts when I was in Vegas. Uh, you know the people the people of of the saddest casino in the world got to see, they saw they saw the ape hive shirt. Uh, the people at the mall saw saw the spice scrolls. Uh, the 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 Stanzo fedoras, and of course the uh, that's a chunky which is. Uh, as referenced before, my my favorite shirt of all time. Although the ape hive might have it beat, because that's my that, that that's my baby. Uh, the point is, they're they are great. I love these shirts. They look good. It's hot. Buy some shirts. Uh, second season of I think you should leave comes out next week. Which, well, come on, that's gonna inspire some shirts, right, guys? You know what? Let me tell you this. I had this thought because I wanted to get uh, I wanted to get a. I did go for 14 months without buying clothes from anywhere but tees by summer, but then I had to buy new pants. Uh, so I broke my streak. And, but then I was, I was thinking like, you know, the show Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso is great. That's a great show. I love that show. It's coming back soon. And I kind of went on Amazon just to see if there were any good Ted Lasso t-shirts. Like, uh, you know, I would have been happy with a, uh, man, I can't, is it Manchester United? I can't remember the, name of the team on that show but let's say that it is or like one of the players jerseys or something or or like a uh, a faux jersey that said lasso on the back whatever all the ted lasso shirts i could find looked looked terrible and my thought was oh i wish teased by summer watched ted lasso and i could get a good ted lasso shirt so i guess it is in my best interests to uh to suggest uh like make make viewing suggestions to tease by summer and hope that results in in merchandise for shows i like uh and i'll just say I'll, you know what? i'm gonna put this one out there for free uh do a if you can print on the back just do a shirt that says variant on the back in that in the in the right font and you have your loki tie-in shirt that would be very funny especially if you make it available in green uh that's my pitch to teasebysummer.com. So go buy some shirts. Get on that Etsy page. Favorite it. Click the heart. It helps with the algorithms. Uh, then you can heart individual items. Be like me. Like them all. Uh, be more like me. Buy them all. It's the only time I'll tell anybody to be like me. Because honestly, that's not a formula for success. But don't hold that against Tease by Summer. The best sponsor and also the best shirts. Yeah. All right, I'm going to wrap it up. This might be the longest episode ever, uh, which by podcast standards, it's not that long, but by the standards of me having, of people having to listen to my voice is very long indeed. Uh, but maybe next week I'll talk about Fast 9, which I did watch when I was in Vegas. I watched it on an IMAX. Uh, I was a little underwhelmed. I think the joy has gone out of it. We'll talk about that next week maybe. Uh, and also my my uh, reality cooking shows that I used to be such a TV snob and now I just keep watching Crime Scene Kitchen. I don't know what's happened to me. 
ah, somebody needs to make something good so I can watch it and then try to convince Tease by Summer to make merchandise based on it. <laughs> I don't know what t-shirt you make for hacks, but I would buy it. Uh, so I'll be back next week with, yeah, some movie talk. Uh, Black Widow opens on, on uh, what do you call it? Black Widow opens? Maybe we'll talk. I probably won't talk about that. I might not see it before I record, but I'm certainly not going to uh, record about a movie instantly and do spoilies. We'll wait. We'll wait at least a week for that. Uh, although I guess the ultimate spoiler is that she died in a previous movie and this is a flashback, so kind of takes the tension out of it. You know what? Actually, let me get in my, my Black Widow prediction real quick so I get it committed to audio and I can... Uh, they... They are not saying who plays the villain, uh, Taskmaster. And he, he's in a full-face uh, helmet. And, like, when they put out the character posters, you know, there's Scarlett Johansson and David Harbour and Rachel Weisz. And, uh... <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. Uh, the Taskmaster one did not have an actor's name on it. I think one of two things will happen. And probably these are the only two things that could happen, so... It's maybe not a prediction so much as me stating the obvious. Is either it is a huge name playing Taskmaster that's going to be a surprise. Like this is how they bring Keanu Reeves into the Marvel Universe. Or possibly even a character we've seen before. Which would be difficult since there's not a lot of surviving villains from Marvel movies. But, uh, you know, the, maybe it'll be somebody who we'll see and go, oh, they're Taskmaster now. That was a weird way to say it. Or they'll just never take off the helmet and Taskmaster is played by a stuntman uh, whose name you would not recognize. So those two things seem possible. Uh, I'll check in after I know. Again, probably not next week. I'll give you time to see it. Or not see it if you choose not to and then you'll just have that little bit of insight. Uh, that's all I got. Thanks for listening. I was gonna say it's good to be back, but kind of everything since I got back has been sort of, sort of crummy. Uh, I'd like to leave again. Um, maybe I will. Who knows? Maybe I'll just ride the rails, like some sort of, some sort of modern day hobo. So I have like an iPad in my bindle. Um, I should have ended in something better than that. I'll see you next week. Bye. Fed Talks is a Faux Boys production. Wah, 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 wah.